Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello everyone. Today I'm chatting with Julika, who was born and raised in Germany and has been a midwife there for the past 14 years. She has three children ages eight, four, and seven months and is currently on maternity leave. In today's episode, we talk about the prenatal and postnatal maternal care that is given as standard of care in Germany. The support that women receive postpartum is absolutely fascinating. Let's dive in. All right, good morning, Yulika. We are so excited to have you this morning coming from Germany. Hello. So can you tell us where exactly in Germany you are located? Yes, I live in a very, very small village. It's in Bavaria. Maybe you know that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Is it more north? In the south. It's really close to Switzerland and Ivory oh. and so, yes. Where is it in relationship to Munich? About mm, one hour, 40 minutes. It's, it's oh. close. Yes. Yeah. It's not so far away, yes. So we drove we drove from Switzerland to Austria and we drove through via Munich. Is it Munich? Is that, am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Um, okay. München. Sagen oh. We say, yes, München. Well, that is not Munich. at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we couldn't cross the border from Switzerland straight over to Austria, we had to go up through Germany. And I forget why. I don't know if it's because like there were only a few areas where you could cross over. Anyways, so we went up through Germany to Austria, but maybe we even kind of drove by you a little bit because we drove up, up through there. But I wanted to start off today and it would be really fascinating to hear about you know, your life growing up, um, what it was like and schooling, like what your views on, on your schooling were. Like, did you feel like you had a lot of outdoor time? When did you start schooling? What age you were? And just kind of telling us a little brief history of, of how you grew up there in Germany. Yeah. In, in Germany, you go to kindergarten. Um, we call it kindergarten when mm-hmm. you're three years old. So you go to school with six or seven years in in kindergarten you're only playing with other kids you play um inside yeah you do painting coloring but you also play with dolls or read books or sing songs it's really nice and you can go outside in a garden there's a playground in the garden so all this but you don't do reading or math or all this. This is only starting when you go to school. You go to school, it's like, I think, something like primary school. For the first four years, you start primary school when you're when you're six or seven. And yes, then you go four years to primary school. And after primary school, you can go to a school like, uh, it's called School of Further Education or... Uh, gymnasium it depends 
what you want to have for a job when you lay later or yes a little bit of that you can com compare it a little bit to college okay so when you were growing up you you know did you do this kindergarten and then you went to you know your primary school how was do you remember much of your primary school like how it was set up like did you do you remember going was outside a priority especially as you went into the we call it middle school and high school, you know, your further education after, I mean, I don't know, do you consider primary school up until college or? Well, no, you go out uh, when you have the, the break in school, you have your, yeah. Hmm. How can I say that? <laughs> uh, yes. the, the lessons and all this is inside, inside the school okay. building. You go out for eating and drinking and between the lessons, If you have a break, then you can go outside and play outside, but the lessons are inside. So I, when, I was, when I was chatting with one of the U.S. citizens that's currently in Germany, she had enrolled, I believe it was just her oldest into you know primary school. So I think yes. the oldest was seven. And she was describing the school as, you know, she would drop drop off the child. And then she said that it was very independent. So they had a bell inside the school. And when the child would do, you know, a lesson, and then the bell would go off, and it would mean that you could like run downstairs and outside and play for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then the bell would ring again. And then you would, so there was no lining up, you know, yes, with the teacher. Yeah. Yes, that's that's what it is. Yes. That's yeah. That. Which I think is wonderful. So <laughs> it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many times they do go outside like throughout the day? Yes, my my oldest is eight years old. He's in um second class of uh, primary school and it depends how long the the school day is, but after two school hours, a school hour takes 45 minutes is a break. Okay. 50 or 20 minutes. It depends a little bit from school to school. Through this time, they can go out and play and have fun. And she was also describing to me that kids, you know, they, the majority of them just bike to and from school or walk to and from school without their parents. And then they'll, you know, they'll walk into, she was describing this like village that she's living in and the kids would be, you know, at the ice cream shop by themselves you know, eight, nine years old, just grabbing their ice cream or grabbing bread for their parents and then walking home. Is that how it is where you are as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of kids are doing that. Yes. Well, it depends. We are living in a, in a really, really small village. We have only 160 citizens here. So we have to go by car to a shop because here is, okay. here is nothing. But when you live in a, in a small town and around the corner is an ice cream shop and Yeah, the kids can walk there. Well, I would never walk, let my kid walk alone there. But maybe when there are two or three kids and it's really around the corner and they know how to behave in traffic and all this. And yes, they can go there, buy an ice cream and come home. Yeah. Now, the kindergarten that you're describing, is that funded by the government? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit different. Some are from the church or from the government also, but uh, the whole thing is, yes, is paid by the government. We have to pay a, a really 
little money, but not so much. Okay. So the the majority of it is is covered. Yeah, yeah. And what hours is that usually? Uh, kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten, you can go. It depends a little bit from kindergarten to kindergarten and if you work or not. But if it's necessary for you from working in my kindergarten, I could give my, my boy from 7 at morning, 16.30. No, it's uh, yeah, 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. We always use military time over here because we're in medicine. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. And now you went to school to be a midwife. Can you just describe to us what that schooling was like? How many years it was? The midwife studying. Yes, it was three years. Mm-hmm. I got to um, the, the midwife school. It's yeah, really close to a university. Yeah. And you work in... Uh, in the delivery room, on the maternity ward, also at the pediatrician ward station, yeah, at the pediatrician, you know, at the obstetric, at the ultrasound, at everything about pregnancy, labor, child, you're working in hospital. And of course, you have lots of lots of lessons to get know all of this. Yes. And now you have three kids now, right? Yes. Ages, you said eight, and then the middle is? Four years old, and my youngest is seven months. Seven months. And can you just describe to us, you know, your birthing experience, your your prenatal experience? So, like, how many times did you, you know, visit uh, your midwife, or we call them OB, OBGYNs, and, you know, ultras- how many ultrasounds did you get? What was that experience like? And then you know, did you birth at home? Did you birth in the hospital? And then like what's available at the hospital as far as, as, far as your birthing experience goes? Yes. The, the normal way in Germany when you're pregnant is you go to your obstetric doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go there every four weeks from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And after week 32, you go there every two weeks. And then you have your checkups. But you can also contact a midwife during pregnancy if you have, um, yeah, if you suffer from nausea or back pain or have any questions or doubts about giving birth or so. Then you can talk to a midwife because there's more time for this at mm-hmm. the um, obstetric doctor. There's not the big, big time for all this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Ultrasounds are a little bit depending on, yes, what is necessary. There are three big ultrasounds. Every woman get one in every trimester. These are paid by your health insurance. But if there's any, any risk, so it's no problem to get another ultrasound from, from your health insurance. That's really no problem. That's great. And... So your your birthing, did you have home births or did you have them at the hospital? I gave birth uh, with my first boy in the hospital I worked. Yes, and it was it was really, really good because I said to my, I picked the midwife, which is a friend of mine, and I picked the doctor in the hospital, which, yes, I like best. And mm-hmm. so it was uh, wonderful. It was <laughs> wonderful. And yes, <laughs> it was good. 
the hospital that this other person I was speaking with, she was describing the hospital and she, this might be normal to you, but were there a lot of options as far as, uh, you know, what you would want to choose to, to do your birthing? Like, for example, are, were there a lot of birthing balls and different like apparatuses, th- like things hanging from the ceiling that you could use to make yourself comfortable during the labor process? Yes, I, I listened to the, the episode and um, how she described the hospital and that's the the normal uh, way a hospital looks like. So you wow. can, you will have a, a birthing tub, you can go in the tub during your contractions, but you can also give birth in the water. We will have big beds, not the, the typical gun beds, you know, these are oversized beds. Yes, we have gymnastic balls where you can sit on during during yeah labor work, or you can you can go in every position you want. Also for the pushing work, you can lay on your mm-hmm. side or go on all fours. Would you say that um, as far as breastfeeding goes, are is there a lot of education surrounding that? Do they make sure that there's a lot of support for the mom uh, postpartum mm-hmm. as far as breastfeeding goes? Yes, well, it's a little bit, little bit depends which hospital you choose, like everywhere. But um, it's, uh, I think, normal. Yes, lots of women talk during pregnancy to their midwife, and we talk about nursing and breastfeeding and uh, what happens to you and your body and how to give the baby the breast and all this. And when you're on the maternity ward, there are lots of nurses. They're special educated for breastfeeding, and they. Yeah, I think they look that everything works fine. And and then, so you give birth and about how long are you in the hospital until you go home for, you know, an uncomplicated, you know, yes. situation? And I say in the time without COVID, <laughs> <laughs> you will go, if you want, you can go after four hours. Yeah. You can go home. But normal, the, the normal way is that the, the women stay three days in the hospital okay and if you have a c-section it's four or five days yeah that's wow four hours is that what they're doing now with covid yes lots of want to want to leave as soon as possible yeah yeah but uh, well without covid they say "Ah, i stay here for three days so Mm -hmm. after 48 hours there's the um, hospital second hospital checkup of the baby and so when there's everything fine then they go home Mm -hmm. And then once you go home, what's the typical checkup process once you're home? Yeah, uh, no, the normal way is you have a midwife and she visits you. She can visit you every day or also twice a day if it's necessary. And if everything's all right, she can come every second day or two times a week, three times a week. Yeah, it depends. And that's standard? You. Yes, and wow. it's also paid by your health insurance. Wow. <laughs> yes. So does, so I have a question for you. So does it seem really strange to you? Like, uh, does it seem strange that here in the U.S. we give birth and then we go home for six weeks and don't see anybody? Does that seem strange to you? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> because I think, oh, this is so, uh, uh, how can I say it? It's so an important time for you and your baby and and if you're a first time mom, it would I think it's freaking out when you're alone with you and your baby and oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> devastating. I mean, 
I look back to, you know, after I had my first, there were so many, thankfully, not serious complicate, but you know, we did have complications where, you know, her, her bilirubin levels were really high and she needed a lot of support. I had to bring her in every day to get blood drawn. But as far as support for me, there was zero. I mean, I suppose I could have called, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's no, there was no one checking in. No one, no one even calls you or anything. I mean, at the very least you would think, oh, it would be really nice to get a phone call saying, you know, how's everything going? Do you need help with anything? And if you did, they could set up an appointment or set up some type of service to come out to you to, you know, help with whatever that was, whether it was breastfeeding or whether it was concern you had about something that might have happened, you know, during the labor process and something doesn't seem right to you, but nothing. There's just, there's nothing. (laughs) (sighs) So I I always wonder, you know, what women from other countries think about that because it seems really insane to me living here and the US. <laughs> but I always wonder, you know, what does it seem to the outside, you know, perspective? And so it's really interesting to hear you say that. So you, the person will give birth and you'll you'll see a midwife as much as you really need to, right? And that and that's all covered by insurance, even if you needed more care than the typical or yes. Oh. There are re- really lots of uh, in home visits. I can okay. I can come for yeah. the woman at home. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So you do a lot of those. Yes, and if if you see oh it's not going right or there's really much support needed, then I can go really really often. So no oh. one should be alone. So that's, yeah. that's not a problem. Yes, and you you can contact your midwife your whole yeah for the first year of the baby. It's not only uh, six weeks and then goodbye. It's really the first weeks I come every day or every second day or. Well, how wow. much it is needed, but after maybe you say after five months, oh, please look at my at my boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. a problem with breastfeeding, <laughs> or my baby doesn't want to start with the baby food, and then maybe we can just do a um, telephone call and talk about that, and then it's fine. Or I can visit her, the, the woman wow. again, and yes, that's really wonderful. Yeah. I feel like, you know, with the amount of support that you have there, I, I I wonder too, I haven't looked this up, but I wonder if the the rates of those that do breastfeed are are much higher there where there's a lot more support as opposed to here where there's none. <laughs> okay, yeah, well you know? I, I I think yes, maybe. I mean So and you don't have any midwives in the So we have so okay, so we have uh, there's different practices and some are strictly obstetrics. So, you know, it's only OBGYNs. And then there's other practices that have OBGYNs and midwives. So I had a practice that was OBGYNs and midwives and saw, you know, all of them throughout my pregnancy, as many as I could really, so that when I went into labor, I would hopefully have, you know, no one of them because you you never really know it's whoever's on call. So it, with all four of my babies, uh, it was all people I didn't really recognize. Well, actually with, no, actually, no, the midwife that delivered Maggie, I didn't know, I had never met her before. So that's kind of the the hard part too. It's like, you know, this is like a really important time and, you know, you're scared and, and you most of the time don't even know who you're, you're with, you know, who's, who's assisting you with the labor. Seriously. I mean, you don't, you don't. So 
Yeah, but they don't, there's no home visits here. That doesn't exist. I mean, from what I, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. You could pay out of pocket for a lactation consultant, however much that would be, maybe $200 for them to come to your house and show you how to latch your baby. But there's nothing that's even included with your insurance, um, at least with our insurance. And our insurance is some of what what they like to say is the best insurance because, you know, we both work at the hospital and, but it's not great <laughs> in my opinion. And it wouldn't cover something like that. So, you know, you have the opportunity when you're at the hospital to ask for a lactation consultant, but in all of my experience and all four of my babies, they did not offer it. I had to say, I know that you have lactation consultants here. I'd like to see one. But if you don't know that that exists, you mm-hmm. most likely won't have the opportunity to see one and they'll charge you for it anyways. I mean, you know, you'll see it in your bill, even with insurance. So yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs> there's there's really no support. Yeah, there's no support. There's no support for mom in general. There's no support for breastfeeding that I received at all. I had to educate myself as to what was available. So after my first, I had such a hard time breastfeeding. I really don't even know how I got through it because really didn't have any support, but we made it. And with my second, I was determined not to make the same mistakes, right? So I, you know, tried to figure out what was available and how I could, you know, incorporate all of those things really early on. So I made sure to ask for somebody, you know, as soon as I gave birth, I said, I really want a lactation consultant here for the first few times I'm latching my baby because I want to know that I'm doing it correctly. And if you're not, it can be weeks and even months of just such incredible pain when the baby latches, you know, and it's just such an important thing, I think. But so if a mom is having trouble, you know, latching her baby, you'll just mm-hmm. go every day to help with that. Yes. Wow. But it's yes, it's also in the in the hospital when you start nursing or latching your baby, then uh, a sister can come, uh, a nurse, what's the name? Yes, a nurse can come to your room and do the first nursing you and your baby together, and she can watch it and help you and give you advices and all this yes and then when you're at home yes of course i can come once or twice a day and talk about the problems about nursing and everything this Mm. and now the majority of all of this is completely paid by universal healthcare or yeah yes yes okay they paid for the um when you're pregnant and you want to you contact your midwife it's paid all the when you at your obstetrics, all is paid. Also, the I would say the labor preparation course is paid from the health insurance. The postpartum care. Also, the we have a special postpartum sport class in Germany. This is also paid. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you have this amazing support system postpartum. Now, can we talk a little bit about maternity leave? What is the standard as far as how much time? Like, for example, you said you're on maternity leave right now, and you said your baby's seven months. Uh, Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. The standard is to leave for one year, or you can have to extend it 
uh, maternity leave. What I have now with my third child, I have the extended one and I want to, I stay at home for two years now. With the other two kids, I stayed one year at home. Mm-hmm. You can also um, split this with your partner. So maybe you stay oh. at home for five months and he can stay at home for five months. It's it's really um, individual or he stays at home for two months and you're, yes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So is that is that full pay or is it you know, 60% pay or what is it? Yes, 60%. 60% of the, the money, yes, okay. of your monthly income calculated in the in the uh, period of the last 12 months before the birth. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And your job is always there for you when you go back? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So is it ever difficult for, and in this, it just goes for any type of healthcare, I guess, not just women's health, but is it ever difficult to get an appointment, you know, because everybody does have universal healthcare? Is it ever difficult to get in to see a, a provider for healthcare or is it typically, you know, pretty easy? Well, it depends what you need. There is some, uh, maybe if, if you want to go to a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to wait uh, three months for an appointment or Ours so. Ours is like a year, so. <laughs> yeah, or or longer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. But when you say, I'm pregnant and I need uh, yes, all the pregnancy care, then you can go to your doctor or the doctor says, oh, yes, maybe we're full, but you can go to the doctor in the next town. So it's, I see. you're not alone if, yeah. if you don't want to be alone. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh gosh. So what else? That is like so fascinating. Now, do you have, you said you have an eight, a four and a seven month old. Do you feel that your kids there, and I know it's hard because you live there. So every, everything probably seems so, you know, everything seems normal to you because you're, because you're over there, but do your kids and do kids around there spend the majority of their time outside, you know, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if do you feel that they're typically outside the kids? Well, it depends a little bit from, from family to family. I think like everywhere, but we, yes, we go out when it's, when it's raining, they go outside. Well, not as long as the sun is shining, <laughs> yeah. but when we have snow, it's, it's really fun to go outside and have a, a ride on the, yes. Yeah. I don't know the word, Schlitten. Um. Sled, yeah. Slide, yes. <laughs> so, or, yeah. yes, so we go, uh, we live really close to the forest and we go for a walk through the forest or so, yes. I think we enjoy our times Yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. How did you learn your English? Uh, in school. Yeah. Did, do you, <laughs> do all all the kids learn a little bit of English in school or yes they we start English is the first second language we are learning and then it depends a little bit from school to school and then you can choose between French or Latin or yes hmm. or Spanish a little bit but English is always the first language we learn and that's I mean that's where you learned all of this I'm impressed. Yes. And when my husband studied English, 
-hmm. and he's a teacher for English. And we often go um, abroad to Ireland or once I was in London and I love reading English books and all this. Wow. So I was like, oh, I have to talk English. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so do you speak primarily German with your kids or do you try to do both English and German? And no, we only speak German. Only German, yeah. Yes. Wow, that's really cool. Well, this was really, I'm I'm really happy that you were able to join us today because I just learned so much and it's so helpful to just see how, you know, other moms are are doing their prenatal and postnatal care in different countries. So thank you so much, Yulika. I'm, this was a pleasure having you. Thank you for talking with me. It was also nice that it works. And yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. All resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes on lindsayandco.com. To continue these important conversations, head over to Motherhood Meets Medicine on Instagram. Let me know what you learned from this episode and who you would love to hear from next. I always love getting feedback from you. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. This will help us to reach even more women from around the world. I'll catch you next week. Until then, don't forget to find some time to unplug, unwind, and have a little fun.